Hey, this is uh, John Lim. Uh, we're moving forward. This is episode 282, and I've got a special guest today. This is uh, my good friend, Alyssa Carpenter. How are you today, Alyssa? I'm great. Thanks. <laughs> Thank I you. Mean, as and positive as I can be, as, I guess. As, as great as can be, right, under the circumstances. So uh, Alyssa is a phenomenal, phenomenal person, and she and I have become friends uh, over the years. We connected first through Twitter, and Alyssa is a learning facilitator. She's a TEDx speaker, and she's author of the upcoming book, How to Listen and How to Be Heard, Inclusive Conversations at Work, which is coming out. When is the, the book coming out, Alyssa? May 1st. So May 1st. I think that's what that's a schedule. <laughs> well, we're going to have Alyssa back on the show just prior to that to talk about the book. But uh, Alyssa, I'm so glad that you came on today because I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, something really important. And, you know, with the, the situation in the world as it is right now and in our country with uh, coronavirus, I wanted to talk about a, a big shift that a lot of people are experiencing, which is right now, many of us, you and I included, are pretty much self-isolating. We're working at home. And for some people, it, it can be a really tough challenge. And I, I want to highlight that you wrote a phenomenal LinkedIn article, which I'm going to link in the write-up for this episode, uh, which talks about some ways that you can manage this because it is for some people uh, and even for those of us who who work from home a lot you and i include i know it's been tough i mean you and i have been trading a lot of messages and we're bombarded by messages from friends and family and and managing the stresses of 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 all of that but also what we're hearing from the news and what we see on social media and sometimes it can just feel so overwhelming on top yes. of you and i have been texting each other photos from the grocery store and seeing all those empty aisles and it's it, it can be very overwhelming but uh so first of all before we even get started i'm going to ask you how are you doing i am good thank you for asking what i think just even asking was <laughs> really crucial um i appreciate it it's it's fascinating because I've been working from home in some capacity for probably 10 years. And this is just so different yeah. um, than before. It, it, my husband and I actually both work from home, but we're just, you know, he's in the basement downstairs in his office and I'm upstairs usually and our kids are at school and our dog even has a routine. And this has totally just shake, you know, things up. And, and you're right. I, I started actually putting more timers on my phone and lessening the time I spend on social media because it's just overwhelming. You know, people showing those you know pictures of grocery stores and just you know panicking, and then other people just making fun of the situation. It's just it's too much. Um, I think in in the amount of time. So I just I really started just putting down my phone and, and limiting the amount of time I spent on oh, those that's networks. good. You know what? I, I did that a few weeks ago. I mean, just I, I did a social media and, and technology detox and uh, I try to limit the amount of time I spend on my phone. But ironically, since I've been isolated, I'm probably <laughs> violating that. So I need to check myself. So that's actually a really good reminder. And and like you, I, I, I do work from home. Just it's trying to find some sense of normal normalcy in all of this, I think is really one of the hardest things to do. 
Oh, yeah. And, you know, we've been trying to establish, and I have two kids. I have a seven and 10 year old. And as of now, I don't want to say they have off for these two weeks, but there's no real scheduled kind of homeschool, if you will. And we're trying to figure out, you know, what do you do? A seven year old boy, I mean, he just wants to run around. And the past few days were raining and you're just trying to, and everybody takes it differently. And everybody, you know, is impacted emotionally really differently. And just trying to figure out what is this new normal, you know, for right right now. It's not easy. I've had, um, one of my husband's employees had to reschedule their wedding. We have just, you know, people, vacations they've been planning for, you know, mental health is just, it's so, you know, check in on people, people who are, one of my friends can't visit her dad in the hospital, you know, check Mm. in on these people, you know, give them a call and let them, you know, see how they're doing. And that's what I love about the technology too. You know, on the flip side, you can FaceTime, you can Skype, you can see people from all over the world to at least stay connected. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that actually uh, leads me, I think, and and for those of you who um, are following this podcast, basically Alyssa has written a great LinkedIn article, as I mentioned, and and I'd actually like to go over these points because you, you, I think it really lays it out very nicely. So one of the things that you talk about is routines for working at home. So can you share, because I think that's probably one of the hardest things to do, especially if you're used to going to an office and all of a sudden your your manager, your boss tells you, okay, everyone's working from home. And I know I've talked to a lot of friends who aren't used to that. I mean, they, they maybe only telecommute once a week, but now they're homebound. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about some of the routines for working at home that you find to be really helpful, uh, you know, if you're home for a long, long period of time. We, I mean, I specifically try to get up when I normally would get up and work out at that time and really create your own space, um, really create your own workspace. If you're used to and not used to being home and you're leaving for the office and you're driving, you're doing that commute, you don't have that anymore. So even finding a small space within your house, as small as it might be for you to kind of get work done and figuring out, you know, what do you need to get done for the day and creating a routine around that. So if it's a checklist of three to five things that just have to be done by the end of the day, really establishing times. And if you're not home alone and you have a significant other and you have kids the night before my husband and I actually just triage here are my calls at this time. Mm. What are you? What are your calls? You know, who's going to occupy the kids during this time? So you're kind of for us each day might look a little bit different in terms of what yeah. we're doing. But the yeah. routine, we're able to accomplish the things that we need to by the end of the day, because there's just even more communication um, than we normally have just to make sure all the bases are covered. Do we have a plan for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner? Um, we were even contemplating doing something like a school cafeteria of here are your choices. You have grilled oh, cheese great. or you have, you know, peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> you know, here you go. My 10 year old made salmon for us last night. Oh, I like, saw that. I saw that on social media. <laughs> I mean, she, look, she looks like she did a great job with that. that, right? that absolutely I can't make that. Delicious. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> wow, That's I was like, wow. Here. When this is all over, I want to come over to your house. You know? yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, listen, I, I you also raise a great point. And and I don't have kids, but I, I know that a lot of my listeners do. So can you talk a little bit more about that? I mean, that is probably one of the biggest challenges. And and I've seen this a lot on social media is is the challenge of for many, you know, if you've got little kids. Uh, a lot of people are trying to homeschool them now, and it's really challenging, especially if you've never done it. And also just managing their day, if even if they're on spring break, while you're trying to get things done. So can you share how how that's been for you and, and some maybe some tips that might be helpful? 
Yeah, and I don't know if I'm necessarily the best at this part because we're really we're just trying, and I'm just trying. I'm really, yeah, I mean, and I feel like you know, there's so many different things, and each school district is just doing. You know, some have here's a packet, go online and do all these things, and others, you know, don't have any. And I joined actually a Facebook group started by two local moms that gave all of these activities and oh, wow. you have Mo, Mo Williams who's doing, you know, one o'clock every day. He wrote um, a lot of the pigeon books. Um, I'm blanking on the names of these books or children's books. He'll teach you how to draw, you know, one o'clock every day. Oh, the I, characters. Saw that. I saw that. Yeah. 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 I, you have Josh yeah, Gad reading yeah, yeah. the books. It's so cool. And I actually have not built a schedule around those, but I've kept them all because you can watch them at any time. They're all Facebook lives or on Instagram to kind of have the those pieces. Um, and we've just been kind of giving ourselves a little bit of grace here. I'm not a teacher. We're just trying the best we can to survive. The kids will learn the content, they'll learn the material, but it might be Sunday morning, not, you know, Friday morning when they're used to doing it um, at school. But, you know, sticking off of a checklist of, you know, we're going to get start to get some classwork. Here are the things that the kids need to accomplish. If they don't feel like doing it right now, let's switch gears. Let's do something else. You know, I don't want it to be a constant argument. And that's now our relationship is me forcing you to do something. We'll just kind of shake things up and do things when we know when we can. We're all stuck in the house for quite yeah. some time. Well, if you've got your 10-year-old making salmon dinners, you're obviously doing something right. <laughs> so, I think that's, I think I love your candor. And I think for a lot of people, it's just trying to figure it out. And, and this actually leads me into another big point that you you bring up uh, talk a little bit about virtual communities and the importance of having that that virtual support through technology I think we all need some sanity during this time um, you know whether you're home alone and don't have anybody in the physical space or you've just been talking to the same three or four people for the past you know five days or so <laughs> getting you know somebody else having that conversation my husband and I were talking about doing a game night probably tomorrow with our friends like a virtual Pictionary oh wow <laughs> so I think that, I think that'll be well, fun we'll see how, how it shakes goes. out right like that could be a whole new thing <laughs> exactly because it's just, you know, everybody's going through something and just, you know, see what's going on. How's your day? What's, you know, what's happening? Especially like in my business, I do speaking and, and training and a lot of it was either canceled and definitely yeah. postponed up in the air. How, you know, getting to know and getting to talk with people. How are you switching your income? What other revenue streams do you have? What other support do you have? You know, really connecting with the people who've been a resource for you or finding that resource. LinkedIn has been really great. People are posting articles, doing webinars, having, I've seen a lot of open office hours um, just to hop on and, and triage and ask questions. The networks are there. The networks are there if you want them, um, if you feel like they're necessary or you're looking for them. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's really great advice. Speaking of support and speaking of checking in, I think this next thing that you talk about in your article, I, I really want to uh, share with our listeners uh, because, you know, the whole theme of my podcast is moving forward. And I know for a lot of people, and I've seen it on social media, you know, just being at home and self-isolation can be lonely, it can be intimidating, it can be scary. And, and you know, quite frankly, for a lot of people, it can be very boring so one of the things that I love that you point out is that this uh, this time where you have a lot of time and and maybe, you know, even with your work, you have additional hours. Obviously, you're not going out and doing the, the normal things that you do. Talk about having this wanting to do list and and what that is and why that's important and 
and maybe some tips for, for our listeners on how to make that happen. Yeah, and it's funny, I put in the article too, I reorganize a spice cabinet, and I know <laughs> like nobody does that, because we've been in our house for about seven years, I'm like, I don't even know why we brought the spices from our old house, because they expired before we moved in, and it was just things that I needed to do. Um, you know, our days go by so quickly all the time, we're always so busy, it's like, oh, if I had more time, I would paint this or do this small project or read this book, even just keeping a running list of the I wish or, you know, I wish I had time for and try to go through it and don't think of it as something that you have to do. This is already a really stressful and trying time. You know, don't put any more pressure on yourself. But if there was something that you've been wanting to do for a long time and just didn't have the space for, this list is really helpful or I'm bored. Oh, that's right. I could organize my spaces because that's clearly something people are looking forward to doing. I so I, yeah. I I love that. I mean, just like start with maybe some of the little tasks that you you have on the back on your back burner and just maybe bring them to the forefront. What about some other things? Like, is this a good time maybe to start some of those bigger things that maybe you've had on your mind but just didn't have time to do? And I, this is a great question because I I've been going back and forth with this in my mind in terms of some of the other bigger projects and. I think on the one hand, yes, because we do physically have more time, but some of it, I don't feel like I'm in the mental headspace to start mm. something yeah. like that because, you know, everybody's like, there's so much more time. You can do all this professional development and there might be more time, but there's so much unknown and uncertainty. Sure. Of, when am I going to go back to work? And you're just trying to survive to some extent. Um, I do think it's a great, if you are there and you are mentally able to start writing that book and, you know, doing whatever you wanted to do. I think it's a great opportunity to do that. And by no means I'm saying not to do it. I think if you can, this is a great opportunity, but don't put the pressure on yourself to say, I have all this time. This is what I should be doing. And this is what I need to do. I said I was going to do it and I have to get it done. Um, if you're ready, if you think you can, it now is as good a time of any as I would, as I think. I think that's really an excellent point. And, you know, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, I, I've been feeling that too. Uh, you know, on, on the one hand, I have another book that I, I'm trying to work on. And I'm thinking, oh, well, now I've got the time to do this, but there's, it just feels like you're, you're kind of trudging trudging through mud, just yeah. trying to keep your head straight about what's going on in the world and trying to trying to keep perspective and trying to still do all the things that you need to do. So I think that's really, really good advice, Alyssa, is that just maybe just be a little gentle with yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself if maybe you're not starting those things or not yeah. getting so far. But if you're in the headspace, maybe it's not a bad idea to, to start exploring some of that. Um, and that actually leads me, I think, to something that you talked about earlier, which I've talked about on the show a couple of weeks ago, is talk a little bit about disconnecting from social media. I mean, it feels so hard to do because I think for a lot of us, social media is where we're getting our most up-to-date news. But I think it is important and it's something <laughs> I was doing a lot better at it before. So <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> I was really doing well with it. And I, I feel like I've regressed in, in a really bad way. So uh, talk a little bit about it and talk a little bit about uh, how you how you actually do it and how you discipline yourself to do it and why it's important. 
Yeah, it's funny. So there's, um, at least on my iPhone, there's a timer. So I can say how many minutes I allow myself per day to be on different applications. You can choose whether it's social media or um, I actually even do it for my messages and oh, that's Outlook. Um, I mean, it then says, if you would like to continue, remind me in one minute, ignore it for the day, remind me in 15 minutes. So by all means, you can continue on um, social media. But it at least allows me to be more aware of the amount of time that I've been on. And it's just the same, at least now it seems to be the same stuff over and over and over again, whether it's, you know, people complaining about something or, you know, it's just, it's to me, it's just so overwhelming. So it's been really helpful. And if I I find myself on it, I'll even like my husband is my accountability partner because he has to stare at me all day at this point. (laughs) I'm like, let me take, like, take my phone from me, like, please, yeah, you know, yeah. do not let me look on Facebook or, you know, Twitter or whatever, you know, let's play a game, let's do something else. I think, you know, just even challenging yourself, if you have that to-do list, put down that phone, let's go through, you know, that to-do list, because you're not really going to find out that much new information about your friends right now. They're going to be commenting on the particular <laughs> everyone, situation. Everyone has either become We're experts on, on COVID-19 yeah. or the stock market, it seems, based on the posts on on facebook so it's uh yeah i i think that's really smart advice i mean limit the time that you spend and i think that's actually you also uh bring up something which i think is really kind of cool is that one of the challenges i think some people may have is is being at home for a very long period of time with your spouse and it looks like it sounds to me like you two are actually managing that well by being each other's accountability partners by doing things like help me limit my time on social media stuff like that yeah and i think today it looks beautiful out and it's even if you can get outside, I think even that is really helpful. Um, I think that yeah. lightens your spirits a little bit, open the windows. I mean, obviously social distance and do what you need to do and everybody sure. lives in different spaces. Um, but that fresh air to me and sunshine brings just new perspective. And I know Amazon shipments have been a little bit um, slower lately. They made some changes, but they even sell like happy lamps. So if it's a little bit darker where you live, there's lamps that can gradually make it feel like you're outside. Any way that you can bring like sunshine and happiness and any, you know, type of thing in your space, I think is it's just helpful, you know, right yeah. now. Um, I mean, we're in a different situation too, because my husband and I have worked from home together. Um, our routine is shaken up for sure. Um, but we're used to being in the same space for so long. And there are a lot of people who aren't, who are working full time at you know different places, their kids go somewhere else. And you've just never seen your family as much as yeah. you're seeing them right yeah. now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, and this actually leads, I think, into your next point in the article, which I'd like you to share. And this can be a very stressful time, as we've talked about. Talk a little bit about the importance of reaching out. So I would definitely, you know, reach out to the friends and family who haven't talked to you. We've been doing a lot of FaceTime. It it honestly really hit me yesterday. I don't want my parents going to the grocery store and they didn't have a lot of, of groceries. So I went to the store really quickly and I dropped it off on their porch and I didn't see my parents and I see them all the time. And that was just such an emotional experience mm. for me. Yeah. I had to, and maybe that was extreme. Maybe I should have went inside, but I don't know what I was exposed to at the store. So I- Absolutely. I, it was such an emotional thing that I never had. And to be able to talk it through, um, with my husband, with my mom, it's like, you know, it was just a lot, uh, looking at even your employer, a lot of employers have employee assistant programs. I just saw an article that Starbucks is offering 
if you're an employee there, I think it's 20 therapy sessions. A lot of companies are changing things up. It's such it's such an emotional time and everybody's really experiencing it differently. And it's so important to acknowledge the emotions that you have and to not suppress them. And, you know, the people are like, just keep going, just keep going. There's only a certain point of where you can keep going. Right. Oh, it's, yeah, absolutely. Take that step back. And it's only Wednesday. Saw, <laughs> right. <laughs> Every day. I'm like, no, we're getting, we're getting closer Honestly, to the Alyssa, I, I can't believe it's only March of 2020. It just feels like, I don't know, it's, this whole year has just felt like a decade. So I, I, I appreciate that. I think that's yeah. really important. What are some of the ways that you, um, what are some of the ways, if you don't mind my asking, what are some of the ways that you acknowledge or express your emotions? Clearly I'm a big talker. Um, I have to usually talk them out, um, or text, <laughs> text you like, John, what's right. happening? Um, I have to get it out. Um, I used to, and sometimes we'll write it down in a journal of just things that I'm, you know, feeling at the time, but I just have to let it out and be able to express it for me just to de-stress, like going on a run is really helpful and just mm, blasting yeah. music. It just, yeah clears my mind. Um, I haven't taught yoga in a while, but I'm a certified yoga instructor. So even just being, you know, practicing that, um, some deep breathing, some meditation, I just need to get out of my own head, um, sometimes to be able to, to let it go. And and in fact, I, that's, that's something that you also raise is the importance of self-care. And I, I think you've, you've, you've really kind of laid that out beautifully that, you know, try to stick to, to things that are important to you. I think physical activity is a big one for a lot of us who are just cooped up at home doing any sort of physical activity. Obviously, you know, going to the gym might not be an option, but there are ways that you can, you can stretch, maybe take those walks, uh, you know, practicing uh, social distance and all of that. And, uh, I think those are good, especially as the weather is getting nicer. So, um, uh, you know, I think those are all really good suggestions. Well, Alyssa, I want to, uh, share with our listeners and and I'm airing this episode a day early so this is coming out today it's it's Wednesday March 18th uh, I want you to share with our listeners you have a webinar can you uh, talk a little bit about what the webinar is about and uh, when that's going to be sure thank you it's um it's so interesting because it's, it's evolved over time. So it's connecting a virtual workforce and it'll be tomorrow. So it'll be Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I've done this workshop or this webinar many, many times, but it's going to be different um, than it usually is. And just really talking about what is our landscape? what How do we set expectations? And it's really shifted some companies, it's interesting, my brother's in Virginia and is still working full-time mm -hmm. at yeah. a location. So each state is so different. Yeah. And a lot of companies here in Pennsylvania were, you know, Thursday they were working, Friday they weren't. So they weren't able to test out systems. So even going over, if your company hasn't went remote, here are like five, six things to think about before doing that. Like test your VPN systems. Do people know who to contact for technology questions? So really setting those bases if you're in that space. And then how to connect and really still be engaged with your team? What are some things you should be thinking about? How often should you be checking in? Giving people grace, right? Your emails might be short. Texts might be short. People are going through a lot. What are, is it a nine to five expectation? So really going through the gamut of what it's like now to work from home, what to really think about, and how we can bring people together and still do the work that we need to do during this time. Now that's great. And and can you remind our listeners one more time when that webinar is going to be? 
Sure, it'll be tomorrow the 19th at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And moving forward, listeners, I'm going to have the registration link to the webinar. So the write-up for today's episode is going to be at bemovingforward.com. And uh, Alyssa, how can our listeners uh, connect with you on social media? Sure. Um, my favorite platform <laughs> is um, Twitter. So I'm on there often at not okay, that's okay. And Which I'm- is a very timely handle. <laughs> I've always <laughs> complimented you on your branding, but I-, I couldn't think of a more timely handle than that one right now. Oh, that's really true. And um, on LinkedIn, I'm on there often too, at Alyssa Carpenter. And uh, moving forward, listeners, again, uh, the uh, LinkedIn article, which is the basis of today's conversation, will be linked in the write-up, so you can check that out. Uh, Alyssa does have a book coming out, How to Listen and How to Be Heard, Inclusive Conversations at Work. I'll have a link to that. It's on pre-sale right now, and it'll be released, I believe, in in May, as you said. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That's correct. And then the registration for the webinar, which is tomorrow. Now, Alyssa, for those who won't be able to attend, will will there be a replay? Yes. If you just uh, sign up, you'll get the replay immediately following the webinar. Okay. And folks, I'm going to be on this webinar tomorrow too, because I think this is really important. And uh, I hope all of you will attend. Again, it's going to be tomorrow, uh, Thursday, March 18, uh, March 19th at 11 a.m. Eastern time. I'll have the link in the write-up, bemovingforward.com. But listen, I want to thank you so much for uh, A, just being a great friend and being one of my support uh, you know, uh, people that I can reach out to during this time, but, uh, for coming on today and sharing all of your wisdom and all of your experience and all of your knowledge so that our listeners can really, you know, stay safe and we'll all get through this together. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for keeping me sane. <laughs> really, I really appreciate it. <laughs> well, no, it goes both ways. So <laughs> forward, listeners again, be moving Thanks so much. And I hope to see all of you on that webinar tomorrow.